0: Luton Life, brought to you by the Maul Luton. Finding out about the people who make others' lives that little bit happier, that little bit easier, and that little bit safer. Here's the Maul Luton, Sophie Solaria.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Luton Life, and Islam Alekum and Eid Mubarak to our Muslim listeners. For those of you who don't know, we have just got to the end of Ramadan. During this holy month, Muslims across the globe fast during daylight hours, so they don't eat or drink anything at all from sunrise to sunset. The reason for this is to remember and mark the month during which the Quran, their holy book, was first revealed to the prophet Muhammad. It is the most sacred and holy month in the Islamic calendar and is marked by millions of people all over the world. In this episode of Luton Life, we shall be visiting the Discover Islam Centre in Luton to learn more about Ramadan, Islam, and also find out about some of the great work the team at Discover Islam do for the community of Luton. Let's head there now.
2: My name is Sujal, and I'm part of the management of Discover Islam.
1: The Discover Islam Centre is in Luton Town Centre on the High Street, a short walk up from the Town Hall. To look at it from the front, at first glance, it looks like any other shop. But when you look inside, The place opens into a little treasure part information center part museum part charity the center has a lot to offer as sujal explains
2: discover islam it's been over a decade the center has been here for we wanted to make this place uh, accessible for everybody and create understanding about our faith and get people to actually meet muslims
1: the center was born out of the community's wish for people who wanted to know more about the islamic faith to come and learn from muslims themselves the team are there if you want to ask them a question about Islam face to face, ideally over a cup of tea, not during Ramadan, of course, because they're fasting. But in general, tea and coffee was on the agenda and in such a nice setting.
2: The people that we had involved in the design of this place, we went out and done our market research. And so that element of making the place comfortable was incorporated in design from all the way from the rugs to the type of coffee, to what our our team wear in the centre. So we've done a market research to people from outside of our community, not from the Muslim community, and said, if you wanted to have somebody greet you, what would you like them to be wearing? What type of coffee would you like? we even invested in this coffee machine that I've never known how to use. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, But it's there because they said they would like this brand of coffee.
1: It really looks like one of those modern museums that you see in a lot of towns now where they're, explaining you know a bit about their background their history and of course this is your history your background and I'm just looking here at the back on the on the on the left-hand side dark grey wall white writing Adam Moses Jesus Muhammad tell our listeners why are those four particular men emblazoned
2: on your wall all those prophets there they are prophets as well so part of our belief is to believe in all the prophets Exactly. Uh, I think so a lot that, of
1: people don't sometimes don't realise that as well. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of faith that's interconnected amongst other people. Absolutely
2: faith. absolutely. And so that's where conversations start and the, the, the there is that conversation around things in common that we have and, and, and values in common that we have.
1: As well as information on the walls and on the tables dotted around the center. There were also passages of the Quran written out in beautiful Arabic, but also in English. <inaudible> In the background now, you can hear some of the Quranic text being typically chanted by an imam. That's the person who proclaims the call to prayer at the mosque five times a day. Beautiful, hey? Sujel also read me a passage of the Quran from the wall at the Discovery Center and explained its meaning.
2: When we revealed to Musa, strike the sea uh, with your staff and sea was cleft asunder, each part stood like a mighty mountain. This is about Moses, peace be upon him, uh, and his exodus with with his people across the sea. And this is when God parts the sea for Moses in order to uh, escape from Pharaoh. And that's something that's in the Quran. Uh, and, and it's something that other faiths can very much uh, find relatable because it's within the Bible, it's yeah. with the, within the, uh, the Jewish faith, etc. You know, and it gives a people an understanding in terms of what are our, what are our primary uh, um, tenets of our faith.
1: As well as the history of Islam, there was also information dotted around outlining the details of the Islamic faith, such as five large brightly coloured pop-up structures which explained the five pillars of Islam, which the team took to schools and events when they visited. The five pillars are the core beliefs and practices of Islam. There are also many children and adults books around the centre with further details, such as about the daily prayer and how to pray, which Muslims do five times a day. There was also lots of information about the Hajj, which is the Islamic pilgrimage to Mecca in Saudi Arabia, their most holy country. Plus, there were tiny little pocket-printed Qurans printed in English for you to take home. To find out more about the religion, do pop down to the centre to ask questions and read the wealth of information they have there. But for now, let's move on, as while the information is important, there was also a far deeper reason that the centre existed. And that, of course, was to help people.
2: The center is about presenting a living Islam. What does it mean to be a Muslim? So you've got all these messages here, the prophets here, there's the Quran here, but what does it mean for a Muslim when they internalize these things? So when we've internalized them, that should make us a better human being. That should make us better towards our neighbors, towards people in society in general, but also ensure that those who are going through difficulty and struggle, who have a need, as a Muslim, that we're able to show that compassion and kindness and reach out to them and show a living Islam.
1: Which I think is a really good segue into the fact that we've got lots and lots of boxes of food here and clothes in the corner as well.
2: Right. So what we do from here, we work with food bank. Every week we've got people coming in here, um, taking essential items for themselves. You know, We know the cost of living is hitting people really hard, families really strong and really really making a choice between fuel or food. Part of living Islam is to be able to make ensure that, you know, we try to remove as much harm from people as possible. So the centre is there providing a provision, people come in and take things.
1: To recap, if you've not heard episode one of Luton Life, I went to Luton's food bank and it's a vital service in the town. It's been the malls charity of the year for four years running now, as it is such a lifeline to so many people across Luton. So it was great to hear that Discover Islam helped them with their donations, distributions and, of course, their outreach. And during the month of Ramadan, they put together food boxes for people to break their fast with.
2: During the month of Ramadan, we add additional items because we realise within the Muslim community there are people who are in need as well. So those people who need items that are particularly for opening the fast and preparing for Ramadan, whether it's flour, rice, oils, etc., they can take a month's supply from here which is not restricted just to the muslim community no. it's open to everybody too as you saw when you came in here there was a lady I who was came here say about she that. came she came in here she's not from the muslim community she was asking for
1: when you were having your hot foods yeah hot foods talk we'll talk well.
2: about so they can come in and take those items as well but we provide a a dignified and discreet service and during in.
1: lockdown you were delivering right right we
2: were delivering outside the homes and one of the things we were realizing is you know a lot of people don't come forward so we we have to go out and we do that through the different networks that we have in the community um, our faith networks uh, our community networking and working with them to identify who, who's in need
1: but their charity work doesn't stop there
2: the hot meals the hot meals yeah that we have, the
1: hot got, meals the hot
2: meals so friday we have a partnership the curry kitchen it's been going for about six, seven years now, every Fridays we prepare hundred meals, so we have people who can come to the centre and take the food, and then we do delivery to the different shelters that are people who are there, or people who need food. Oh, sorry. No, don't worry, you are coming. I'm sorry, if you had any spare socks? And they might have some in The boxes here, alright? Okay. As you can see, <laughs> so people know we're here. And they can come. They know that the things that we provide here, so they'll come out. Sorry, we we're segueing into that conversation. Well, Without that thought.
1: was interesting <laughs> because someone has just come in and asked for some socks. Yeah. I'm guessing that you don't just do food.
2: No, we do clothes. We do clothes. But let me finish off the curry kitchen. Yeah. So during Ramadan, we try to provide that as many days as possible, and we work in partnership with the Council of Mosques, um, Community Interest Luton, and Icare, to provide um, hot meals iftar, and which is. When we we have the food at the centre, it's open to anybody to come and take the food. But we know there are particular communities, the refugee community, that are in need of this food. So we go out to the refugee communities and we drop off hot meals to them. They fasted all day, they have something hot to open their fast with.
1: Is that every single day?
2: Yes, yes. So we're doing that. So we're delivering up to, um, let's say, 160 to 180 meals. Probably more. How on
1: earth are you delivering 180 (laughs) meals to people a day?
2: We have have, um, uh, places where the refugee community or refugees are, uh, and uh, we ensure that we have a car there full of food, and we go out to them at a particular time, and we make sure the food is given to them. So we give them dates, water, a hot meal.
1: And who's doing all this cooking?
2: We have different... Venue Central does a lot of our cooking. It's a wedding uh, wedding hall. Um, Really... um, grateful to them they go out of the way to accommodate us because you know they come especially to cook our foods and and we like to go out to other um, other caterers as well but the venue center is very much our primary caterer who does the curry kitchen and ramadan they extend that service for us so we have kind businesses in the community that support us
1: it was heartening to be at the discover islam center and not just learn about what the team do there but also see the kindness in action to anyone not just the muslim community
2: as you saw, people just walk in here because they know that they can get something from here. And, you know, it breaks barriers when they've come into this place and literally, had a conversation. I've been
1: here for, what, 20 minutes? We've had two people come in. One wanting to know how she's going to get her hot meal yeah. and another wanting to see if he can have some socks. You've helped both of them in a second. Yeah, so,
2: so, I mean, and that's the, the good work of the team here. We've got Hamza here you're going to have a chance to speak to, Gulseema yeah. here, Sohail here. Then there's an army of volunteers.
1: The thing I've learned about the community of Luton is that when it comes to helping each other, they rally. Charities support other charities, working together to get the best from each other. Then the people who have benefited from those charities will often go back and become volunteers. And if money is needed, larger organisations will step in to give too. Organisations such as the Mall Luton.
2: The mall does an amazing job. The, I say the mall is like the heart of the, you know, the town centre and the different organizations, not just Discover Islam, they support. You know, as a business, they have that social responsibility. It's got, some, it's got some fantastic team members. I'll just name a few of them. Roy, there's Lavinia, always reaching out. Every time we send them a charity link, they always want to give. I mean, the last one they gave to was the, uh, the Peace Garden. Uh, and they gave a significant amount. And that Peace Garden was a tree for every life. a planting a tree for every life in our town. They sponsored that. They put money towards that. They put money towards our food distribution, etc., our curry kitchen, etc. So they give a lot of support and money towards the different uh, initiatives here that are there to help people in the community.
1: It's always so nice to hear how the Mall Luton supports their town. Thank you, Sujil, for highlighting. Now it was time for me to meet some of the other members of the Discover Islam team.
0: My name is Hamza and I'm the centre manager here from Monday to Thursday. So basically, I run the centre from 10 to 5 Monday to Thursday and have to deal with everything that goes on here during the day. Yeah, that's um, a big job. Yeah, it's quite a lot to do. You've seen, obviously, you've only been here for about half an hour. Probably had about six people deal with phone calls as well, so...
1: Brilliant. You're a convert to Islam, right?
0: Yeah, I am, yeah.
1: What's your story?
0: Um, I mean, I I grew up in Harton Regis, which obviously I didn't grow up around Islam or Muslims or anything like that, but I was reading an autobiography by Muhammad Ali, the boxer, so I started looking into Islam a little bit from there, Um, and everything just made sense for me really. I mean, I already believed in God, but I didn't really follow a religion.
1: And so you got involved with, what, your local mosque and the local community? You've obviously got involved.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, my local mosque uh, is uh, the one in Lucy Farm. So, I mean, they, they were great. They were a great help for me in helping me, like, uh, get involved and feel welcomed when I become a Muslim, so.
1: And what do you do whenever people come into here and find out about the faith? Do you have to talk them through it?
0: Yeah, I mean, some people will come along. They just generally want to ask questions just because they're, they're intrigued by it. Um, some people, they're looking to become Muslim. Um, Everyone's story is different. Some people come in here for other stuff and they just say, oh, like, what's Islam all about? Like, do you know what I mean? There's a lot
1: of different needs. Like somebody's come in, they've wanted socks. Somebody else needed a coffee. Somebody else wants a hot meal. Like, Somebody else wants to know about Islam. There's a lot of hats Well, there's a
0: lot of people that are homeless around here. So what they'll do is they'll come in during the day, especially when it's cold, and they'll just like warm themselves up on the radiator or they'll get a cup of tea or coffee and it just keeps them warm Um, and they'll go back out and then they'll come back maybe an hour later so little things like that helps people get through the day. But um, I think one story I'd like to touch on is like, so Jill was speaking about asylum seekers. So like we get a lot of asylum seekers coming. You've got to bear in mind that when they come here, they haven't got uh, any family with them a lot of the time. They haven't got any friends here. So I think one thing we've done really well is engaging them in the community and getting them involved. So like, a lot of them volunteer here and help us out. Um, and then they make friends because they meet people here. So for example, there's one guy who come from Chad. So where he lived, he lived in like a, a desert. Um, and he, he ran off and uh, because they so poor there. Like, I remember he told me a story that there was people trying to eat trees and stuff like that because they had no food. When, when he come here, he literally had nobody with him. And then I introduced him to our football teams that we play for and stuff like that and he got involved with the football and then he actually ended up getting involved with Sujil for running because I noticed that he's a very good runner and then he started doing proper like marathon running with Sadio and he's actually been winning marathons so he's he's an extraordinary athlete yeah he's not the only one like lots of asylum seekers we we've, we've brought into like football teams to to run in, to events and like now they feel welcome part of the community
1: i love stories like that and while we were talking about the people that the center has helped an example walked through the door
0: this is John by the way. Hi, he, John. he might not want to talk, but uh, he comes uh, every day, he just comes in as a cup of tea and likes to have a chat.
2: John used to come all the way from where did he used to come? He used to come all the way from Hockle Ring. Wow. And then John one time came in here and there was a young there was a chap that who was working with us here who gave him a cup of tea yeah, and food and food. I've got my benefits He got his benefits. So we've got a lot of people where people get sanctioned or they have difficulties and then they turn up here. And the team tried to help them. Since then, this is about nine years ago. That he, he's, he's been longer than me. He's been longer than the staff here. Since the, the, the centre manager at that time, who helped him with, the, with some food and some tea, he comes all the way from Hokkal Ring, comes here, and actually spends time here, has his cup of tea, volunteers and here. volunteers here. John, do you sometimes walk? Yeah. He walks sometimes all the way down here. It's like his second home.
1: <laughs> so heartwarming to meet John. While recording the podcast and talking to John, I noticed at the back of the room another member of staff. She seemed such a kind-looking woman, remaining in the back as I spoke to others at the centre. She seemed to be sorting things, helping those who were coming in for clothes and food and hot cups of tea. So I went over and found out her name was Golseema. In a quiet moment, I
3: grabbed her for a quick chat on one of the sofas. During the pandemic, I was in the teaching profession and we had half a day where we were teaching and then our school decided to give us half a day for planning because i'm an experienced teacher i just felt like i didn't want to waste that time so i really wanted to dedicate my time to the community i wanted to make a difference So i spoke to a couple of friends of mine they said listen there's a couple of elderly people who haven't got food could you do drop-offs and i was like that's fine that's what i'll do i'll do drop-offs so we're doing that on a regular basis and then a friend of mine said oh can you do me a favor could you drop off some food to discover islam and then when i got here there was so much food everywhere and i remember speaking to the center manager and i was like do you need any help of course, the centre jumped at the chance of having Golsema help
1: them, and from that moment on, she set to work helping to sort and clear and label the food
3: items, so that they could organise their food parcels for distribution. It was just so well organised; like they had a team of people waiting outside, uh, ready to, uh, you know, load up in their car, drop off to the elderly, to those in need, those who. Um, had COVID and what I love about Discover Islam, it doesn't discriminate anyone, everyone is included, you know, I know a lot of people think Discover Islam so it's just about the Muslims and it's not. Very rarely do we have people who are Muslim that come in here. Primarily we are really catering for the non-Muslims and that's why I, what I loved about Discover Islam, Discover Islam establishes itself due to the needs of the community and it wasn't for the Muslim community, it's for the non-Muslim community which i I feel like that speaks volumes about an organisation. We are just here just to serve and that's what we've been constantly doing for the last 10 years and I'm so proud to work with such an amazing group of people because they are absolutely amazing. They're so inspiring, they're so motivating and they just keep us motivated every single day just to keep serving and it's such a beautiful feeling to serve.
1: We're currently in Ramadan at the moment. How is it going for you and how is it going for the community?
3: Well, we're so blessed because we've had so many people helping out. So we've got so many volunteers that have absolutely stormed in and said, Can we help out? Can we can we help out with Ramadan packs? We made 50 packs at the beginning of Ramadan. They disappeared so quickly. Um, we reordered two days later and we literally had a Five volunteers in here making 50 packs like within two hours So, and then we were distributing it throughout the rest of the day and we've we've been working longer hours than normal but we have felt so amazing to be able to serve people at the end of the day, six o'clock we're serving people making sure that they're eating and again that's not just for Muslims that's for anyone who's hungry, it's been distributed to everyone. After talking to Gorsema, I wanted a quick chat with a
1: visitor to see what an outsider thought of the centre. I chose someone who was browsing the books at the front. So, you've just come into the centre. Is this the first time you've entered here? Yes.
2: I think I'm absolutely amazed. It's a fascinating place, very educational.
1: What about the work that they're doing with um, the food, I can't and believe the f- it. clothes? It's,
2: it's absolutely big. I mean, it's, it's not just the normal food, it's a very high quality food. Uh, the amount, the quantity,
1: they're doing a lot for Ramadan, you know. Every day they they're providing a, a meal every single evening for people to come and take whatever the religion to eat.
2: Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Even I'm looking forward to staying here and eat tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's really really nice. Yeah. Very generous and very hospitable people.
1: There's very good vibes, isn't there?
2: Yeah, it's a very good community spirit you feel here. I think I can imagine people coming here just for coffee and having a chat and yeah and all for free i can't believe it it's amazing
1: so that's discover islam and that's the end of the recording or so i thought just as i was about to leave a young man walked in the door and everyone got excited his name was adam and he was a refugee who had left his home country for safety the people at discover islam were introduced to him and immediately wanted to help him get back on his feet
0: When I went here, first time, when I came here for the first time, uh, I was like broken, for example. And the people here helped me to sort out some problems with my accommodation, food, and a lot of things happened here. I, find, uh, I found a lot of friends here, like Kulseema, Hamza, Abdurrahman. Alhamdulillah, I, I found really good uh, friends here.
1: To return the favour, Adam became a volunteer for the centre.
3: And he's been amazing. We've been involved in so many projects. We we just finished uh, a project just on Friday where Adam was so actively involved in it. Picking up litter from the floor, taking the tables, putting them back, picking up chairs, serving the community, giving out food. So you've
1: been here a year? Yeah. And you've involved yourself that fast within the community, helping others. I mean, that's amazing.
0: Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's really amazing but thanks to, to this team I, I get involved more m- much more better.
3: We've had so much fun. Oh, We've been laughing around the had table. You a good time. You've had a good time with him.
1: found yeah. <laughs> some friends.
0: I'm not so good as Gülsimen described me, but <laughs> sometimes oh. I'm trying to help, yeah.
1: What a lovely group of people! I know. I'm just so grateful. I, I think the
0: overall thing is that when people come here for help, they end up staying here and being volunteers and like.
3: Yeah. We've got such a variety. Like, there's not like we come from all different parts of the world, and but we come and we connect and we serve and we help people, and it's such a lovely feeling. I mean, everybody loves to come into work and you know enjoy, enjoy their, their day. Job. Yeah, absolutely. We absolutely do. We absolutely. You know, That's it's the safe. thing that makes us get out of bed. It's so much fun. And even even when we have time out, we do spend a lot of time, even outside work with one another, yeah, because yeah. We, we like each other's company yeah. and we've extended our borders to everyone and everyone can join in, and which is beautiful.
2: People come and they have conversations, talk about their lived experience, their, their struggles, and they sometimes just need somebody to listen to them. Yeah. And we have, you know, a, a great team here who just sit with them and just provide that listening ear. When you're here, You are enough. You are someone. You're someone special. Doesn't matter where you come from.
1: What a lovely, heartwarming vibe. Thank you so much to Discover Islam for having me and the amazing volunteers there. And of course, thank you also for listening to this episode of Luton Life. If you'd like to see the team at Discover Islam and see pictures of the centre, head to our social media channels where I've put up a video or you can pop in and see them in person because they would love to meet you. And if you've enjoyed this episode of Luton Life, do give us a good review and share with your family and friends. That's all for today. Thank you so much for being here and see you next time.